0: business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Hey there, before we get into today's episode, I wanna let you know you can score my four-step, six-figure framework for free when you leave a review for this podcast. So simply leave a written review on iTunes, take a screenshot of your written review, and email it to info at with the subject line masterclass. And I will know to send you your free masterclass. Can't wait to support you in building out the framework for your coaching business. And let's get into today's episode all right we are live today with rose and rose is somebody who you guys if you're a health coach or even a life coach trying to grow your business online or even work locally at a center rose is going to be somebody who is really good to learn from because she has quite a lot of experience And I'll let Rose kind of give you her background first, and then we're going to talk a little bit more about her experience. Uh, Great. Thanks for having me. Um,
1: I have owned a local clinic here for about 10 years. We're about to have our decade birthday. Um, I have two awesome coaches that coach alongside with me and a small staff. Um, clients primarily hire us because their interest is weight loss. Um, and so we coach them through a program called Moxie Fit, um, to help them achieve their goals. Um, I think what's made us really, really uh, love what we do is our connection here in the community. And that's been a huge marketing source for us is really just to connect with as many um, local businesses and local people as we can. Um, so yeah, that's so I'm, I'm the owner here. I also um, help other clinics um, implement Moxie Fit, which is a lifestyle based Weight loss program. I help them implement that into their clinics and make sure that train them all up. Make sure that they're doing all of that um, the way that they need to be doing. Um, I own a Pilates
0: studio. Also, we got that going on. So there's there's awesome. kind of a lot going on here in Gainesville. Yeah, yeah. Owning a Pilates studio. Wow. Okay. So you got your hands full, and yeah. you also are the kind of person who has had to drive foot traffic into your centers because it is a physical location, which I think a lot of um, online health coaches don't necessarily have to do that because they're working online, obviously. But I do think a lot of the local marketing tactics and ways to get your name out there do apply or can be creatively tweaked to work for online people as well. So what are some um, local marketing things you've done to drive traffic to your center or your Pilates studio? Yeah. So, I mean, whether
1: you're coaching online or you're coaching in a brick and mortar um, still, you know, you're, you're still needing to market in some way. And I think the big niche for us has really been to connect with other business owners and, Literally just walking in, shooting them an email, connecting with them on social and saying, how can I help you and you can help me? And let's cross market together. And how can I reach your clients and you can reach my clients? And together we're all on the same team. Um, and so that's one of the things that we've done well. It's taken years to really get um, all of them connected. But you know, you look back and you're like, over 10 years, I can hand down name like, 50 businesses that we're in and out. Um, Most of them, most of what I would go for to start with would be any wellness business is really helpful. So um, all the personal trainers, any, um, you know, Anybody that's health and wellness related from an olive oil vinegar store to a massage therapist to an acupuncturist to a chiropractor and just saying, hey, I've got this for your clients. What can you do for mine? And uh, just yesterday we had a personal trainer stop in here and he's offering our clients a free session and I'm offering his clients something free. And it really makes it great um, when we can all work together. And then I even offer something to those personal trainers so that we really connect with them um so that's been huge for us but it's not only wellness people that i connect with i have no problem connecting with a car detailing shop if they, i mean they probably have employees everybody needs to learn about wellness it's not just wellness people that care about wellness. And if they want to donate a free car detailing to my clients, that's great. Let's work together. Let's promote each other. Because essentially, everybody's client is my client. I mean, everybody's client, everybody needs to be healthy, right? So I don't really shoot any of those people out and I just try to connect with everybody. Um, nailing that elevator pitch is so key. So it doesn't matter if I'm picking my kids up from gymnastics. If I'm on I pick people up on an airplane. Um, it doesn't matter where I am. I'm wearing a branded shirt everywhere and I'm talking the talk, walking the walk and talking to everybody. You're just kind of always on. And, um, I'll stand in line with people. I will literally in the elevator when I get off, it's my goal to make sure that they follow me on social by the time they're off the elevator. So um, really, yes, I love connecting with the local people, but you got to get out there. You got to go do the things and you got to talk to people. So, you know, whether it's my kid's school or whatever community events, I'm out there all the time, the farmer's market, just talking to people. I embarrass my kids quite a bit. that's okay because i talk to everybody like everybody wants to talk about wellness right or is that just me i don't know so really i think what's been huge is just um not being scared to connect with your local people and reach out there and let them know what you do and how you can be on their team and um how you can help their people
0: yes yes absolutely i love that you uh make sure the people in the elevator are following you on social. I love that. If you hear a lot of entrepreneurs and their story and, and um, it's a common theme that they just love what they do so much that it just comes out of their pores. And one of my favorite stories is um, the Marie Forleo thing where she used to um, teach fitness classes and stuff. And she'd carry around a notepad and take everybody's email down and get on their email list. (laughs) And so, um, It is important to keep in mind if you guys are new to coaching or new in your community with your wellness business, people don't know what you do, even though you think they know because you're wearing a shirt that says it or you have a business card you gave them or whatever. Just just don't expect that they know everything. Connect with others. Make it a win-win. And you're right, Rose. I like that you also don't disqualify anybody or think like, oh, well, they would never want wellness advice or whatever you just never know and so collaborating with people at the car place you just never know right so um really good tips there and one of the things too that um i think is important is i guess what are some when you are engaging with the community and marketing and trying to grow this thing i'm sure it hasn't been just like a straight up woo okay everybody knows us it's a constant continuing to improve things, etc. So what would you say are some key maybe learning lessons or mistakes um, that you've made as you've been trying to grow this?
1: I mean, I think the biggest mistake is just me being so stubborn. And um you know, I started off this business back in 2010. And I dug my heels in on I'm not spending a penny on marketing. Um, This was really before Facebook and social media had come along. And I sort of was just really we were growing just fine without it. And I really think that as everything has changed and evolved, um, I need to make sure that I'm aware of that. Like, For example, we used to do these workshops, and they were full in here. People came out to our workshops. Second and fourth Tuesday of the month, we had a full house week after week after week after week. The workshop didn't change, but people just stopped showing up. And I think that's because our dim, you know clients just don't want to come to your workshop anymore. They want to sit at home and watch you on YouTube and watch you on a Facebook Live. And the truth is, I can reach so many more people that way then in front of a workshop at 20 people I can reach thousands in this other platform and I just really had to realize you know it's 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 not the same move with where you're you know everybody's going and you know it's okay back off things change and you know we don't do workshops anymore we stopped doing in this year and it feels so much better for me and I can reach so many more people it's actually allowed me the freedom to use YouTube and social media to connect with so many more people, um, I just had to get in my head that you know it—it's not that I'm a bad presenter or that people don't want to come and learn. It's just really everybody has so much stuff going on; um, they would rather reach you in a different way. And so I think that's one big mistake that I made is just um, you know not is is really just not changing and paying attention to that. And I think the other thing I would say is I used to really rule, uh, try to find my very target market and rule other people out. And I realized every single person you're talking to either knows somebody who needs me or needs me, every single person. And when you come in with that mindset, that you're talking potentially to a client, a customer um, in some way, they're either gonna refer you their mother, sister, friend, whatever, or they're gonna become your client, you approach them differently. Um, And so I think that's been a really, like I used to just kind of only go after my target market and only people who were just really serious, but I realize everybody really is my target market. And so stop, shooting people out even the guy at the car detailing even the guy detailing the car could potentially be my client right so you're talking to a client every time you're talking to somebody
0: yeah yeah treat everybody with respect build relationships and i love that you said that because i think locally i have found especially even when i was doing a lot of wellness stuff you can be more general you just can you don't and, and Versus when I work with coaches online and and they only do online work, sometimes I find it is much easier for them to find their ideal clients, target their ideal clients, et cetera, if they're specific about who their niche is. That doesn't mean that they're not allowed to work with other people. Sure. You know, but but I do think locally it's a different situation. I've just seen it in my own experience and and as you're saying here too. So um I really think that's a good piece of advice. Was there anything I kind of interrupted you? Was there anything else you wanted to add to that? No, and I think you're right. Like we
1: still have a niche in what we do here and we still specify that we are lifestyle focused. That's what Moxie Fit is all about is really like, there's a niche in how we do it and what we do. Um, I just think that I can get everybody I talk to to really want to be lifestyle focused, maybe because our niche is so broad. Um, so instead of like uh, women with PCOS or something like that, we can say, all right, everybody essentially wants the niche that we have. Um, and so it is easier when we're local, cause we can, you know, we have so many more clients that you probably can work with than online. Um, you know, when you have that many people coming through the door, you can be a little bit more broad.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say on the other side of, of this, and we might have already touched on a few, but like, what have been some of the best decisions or the best marketing things you've done to, um, to that you feel really good about with your business?
1: Yeah, so best decisions, first of all, were hiring the most awesome coaches to come alongside with me and being able to delegate that. I think that was, you know, Uh, that would have been hard for me, but I've been able to delegate because I have really awesome coaches that work alongside with me. And so I'm able to delegate a lot of good responsibilities to them. In terms of marketing, um, we really, this has all just like, really just come collaboratively when we have all of these different um, groups that we work out to. So this, this year, when we had our customer appreciation week, which we always do right after Small Business Saturday, we had like 15 or 20 local businesses that all participated with it. And I think um, they all donated something to us and then we donated something back. Um, We went to every single business and made videos with them and really highlighted them on social media. But what was really great and what I really didn't even think about was they also highlighted us back. And I think I was missing that part of it before I was doing a great job of highlighting them, but when I said, "Hey, what are you what are you going to do back?" and they really highlighted us, and we grew so much just with meeting their you know the acupuncturist and the massage therapist and the salt room and all of these people and their clientele, um, it was great. So we that was really just blew up this year because we had so many. We even had a local artist who donated um, really cool handmade cutting boards. But her clientele who are into cooking and you know yeah. that's my clientele too. So it ended up being really great. So I think just getting out there, connecting with them, having the message so that you have to tell them how you can help them. if um, how you can help not just their clients, you're helping their business. So whatever it is that you're doing, you're not just helping their clients, you're helping their business. So let's say I go to our personal trainer. Yes, I can help their clients, but I am gonna help that trainer because I'm working on the nutrition side, they're working on the strength side. Together, their client is gonna be so much happier having both of us on their team. And so when we can do that, it's not just that I'm helping the client, I'm essentially also helping this, Um, business owner as well. And that's, that's been huge out there. It's just really growing them. So that marketing technique has been great. Um, You know, just some silly lives that we've done that you would think these are the silliest things I've ever done with my hair thrown up and just really, really authentic. I got so many calls trying to cook. I had a video of me just trying to cook my Thanksgiving turkey for the first time. And people watched this video, and they called me, and they said you were so authentic. I was like, I was a hot mess in the kitchen, but they love you being you. They want to see you living your life. They want to un- they want to connect with you. So as soon as I kind of let my guard down about letting people into seeing me personally. Me, I grew, and when I grew, my business grew. Um, same thing with my coaches. When we, you know, we all have young kids; it's a little scary out there to, you know, be that vulnerable, and you want to protect your kids. Um, but when I focused on me and the life that I live every single day, and that really has connected with the clients. So don't be afraid to show what you do, um, because people will watch you, and they will watch you sometimes for years. And they will stalk you. And they will come in and say, Yeah, I've been watching you for years. And I've seen the snacks that you feed your kids. And I see what you do for dinner. And it's so easy. And it's, you know, so I, you have to, it takes a long time for people to really connect with you. They're not going to just see one healthy post and all of a sudden think, Oh, that's the person I should hire. They have to see living it out. And I think that's on our part, it's a level of breaking down the barrier and allowing these people to come into your life. And, um, you know, you still want to protect your family by all means, but just, you know, your platform of social media is not for fun. It's really a business platform and looking at it that way.
0: I love that. Yes, it's so true. And I, the the Facebook lies and the pieces of content that do the best are usually the ones where you're the most authentic yourself, just like the themes of life, like I'm not doing so hot today, or I, you know, really exciting moment in my kid's life or whatever. And um, it doesn't necessarily tie directly to your business, but people don't buy your product. They buy your energy. They buy the transformation you provide or like the the feelings. They buy the emotion. Everything we do is because we think we're going to feel better when we have that thing. And so when you show up and you're showing the journey and you're showing just daily life and you know, that kind of thing, people just become, they remember you more than when, if you're coming on live and you're, you know, doing a presentation and it's all logic and it's no emotional connection to you. So I think that's a really key point. And there was something else you said to me when we first connected on a phone call, um, you were saying that, cause, In this industry, right, there's a lot of people doing lives. There are a lot of people, um, you know, in this online space. And in the real world, there's actually really not. It's still a growing (laughs) field. (laughs) But all the coaches think that it's this saturated space because everybody they know in their circle, they're in this little bubble of health coaches. But anyways, um, and you tend to compare yourself to others and you tend to be like, you know, I've feel like I'm not good enough etc. And one of the things you said on our call was that I don't see anybody else helping people get healthy as competition to me. I see us I see our competition as like McDonald's and things that are really unhealthy and we're all in this together trying to make the world a healthier, happier, more balanced, mentally healthy place and we all need to be successful in order to have the reach that we wanna to have to make the world a healthier place. So can you um, elaborate a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, no, our biggest competition is the food industry. I spend hours talking to people every single day. I'm not competing with other health coaches. That's not where they're spending their money. They're spending their money at Starbucks and fast food. And it. that is what they're saturated with. They're not saturated with other health coaches fighting for them like they're this professional athlete and, you know, Jerry Maguire is out there fighting for them. That's not what's going on. You know, who's fighting for them is the food industry. They are taking your client's money. And I never am in here talking to clients on a weekly basis and feel like I have to fight for my job against another health coach that's out there that part I'm confident but I am fighting against oh my gosh the food industry it is constant the food labeling and what's out there and you know um, that is just constant and so I, I we really feel like that's our competition there is enough space for all of us and you're so true when we are we we are in our you know all of these um, healthy people that we feel like oh my gosh it's saturated it's not saturated there the report came out yesterday 40 percent of America's obese Forty percent of us is obese. If like, you know, there could be so many of us helping on every single corner, and we still wouldn't be able to touch the population. So we really need more good health coaches. We need the, um, you know, just the general population to understand what we do and how we can help. And it's not shameful. It's super cool to have a health coach. Be proud of it. Be it, it's it's cool to take control of your health. Um, We always talk a little bit about health shaming, like stop shaming the person that's trying to be healthy, um, you know, that's trying to bring the healthy dish to whatever, the Thanksgiving meal, um, and just being proud of doing that. But there's definitely enough, we can all take a place in here. We are all on the same team. And we might have different approaches and we might have different niches, but in general, you know, we're all working together. And when you look at it that way and you, Walk around your town or your community, or even if it's your online community, and you look at everybody as being on your team, and that well, all of you are against the food industry. It's so much easier, and you get them on your side. And you might do different things, and that's okay, um, you know. But there's definitely enough space for all of us, for yeah, sure.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And the other thing that I wanted to ask you too, because you are saying that you know you're our the customers are buying from unhealthy food companies, and their money is going towards things that maybe don't always support their health. And so, my question for you is: When people come to your center um, at Moxie Fit, how do you help clients stay committed and compliant, and and you know excited about this process? Because every day they're battling drive-throughs, and you know maybe their friend circle isn't trying to get healthy, et cetera. So what are some tips you'd have for coaches watching this who want to make sure they're Sure, are, you know? So I think what makes the Moxie fit program. So
1: like stand out, um, compared to a lot of other programs that are out there is that we have a coach's playbook and the playbook is designed every single week. We are working with our client on multiple lifestyle skills. So, um, we, you know, next month, we have a whole thing on eat the rainbow. And it's all about they will have an activity every single week that has to do with mindset that has to do with their habit changing. Um, There's a we have so many activities that we can pull from to keep them going that way. So we see them, you know, 15 or 20 minutes a week face to face in here, but they've got to go out into the real world and leave my little bubble and they've gotta be able to battle this on their own. So the whole thing that you wanna do is you wanna be in their head as many times during the next six days before they come in to see you. So whether that's, you're feeding them through social media, um, you're feeding them, what if, even if you text them or you communicate with them. But if you can get them to do some of these mindset activities and they are doing them daily, this is how they will build up the muscle memory, the cognitive behavioral therapy so that they can fight whatever's out there. So we're helping them on let's do some changes that are going on this week so that by the time they're done, they have all of these tools mastered. And we've actually changed the way that they think about their food. Um, They we always say you got to come to the other side, you have to look at food as fuel. Um, It is not this like, fun, exciting drug out there, it is fuel. So when when we can get them to look at food a little differently, that's really important, but it's all about the lifestyle habits. And I know you teach that a lot Haley with your, a lot of the um, coaches that you work with, but you know, that's the big thing is we, we could teach weight loss all, all the time. There's a gazillion different ways to lose weight. If you don't have the mindset changes and you don't change your lifestyle and certain skills that you're doing, you're gonna struggle so to keep it off. So you're gonna struggle in lifestyle. So that's really important to us. That's part of the Moxie mm-hmm. Fit part is to really just keep teaching lifestyle skills all along.
0: I love that, yes. I completely agree with you that um, health really starts with your thoughts and your mindset and anything you wanna do. The reason why we don't have, as you said, 40% of Americans obese just because food is tastes good and food it's food. We have a problem because people we all just like any um, thing that we use as an outlet to escape food's one of those right and so and and a lot of times we're not paying attention to our thoughts and giving our bodies and our health and our mind and our soul what it needs to be able to um you know not want to turn to food to escape or like distract ourselves or soothe ourselves because we're so stressed and we're, you know, feeling guilty about our how we're living, or, you know, our kids. Ha- something happens in our day that throws us off, and then we're just like looking for an escape. And so I think that mental. I, I completely agree with you that that mental shift and being able to pay attention to your thoughts and guide your thoughts and manage your mind is the first step and the thing that's going to allow you to actually not just do a topical diet or you know, cut your calories, but actually change your life and change the way that you, your behavior on a deeper level.
1: And we continually put ourselves in a situation where we're going to have to make these choices. So like, for example, if somebody just is struggling at going out to lunch and then they, they get to this restaurant and they have to make these choices and their friends are pushed and, and we can just change them to just bring their lunch and they didn't even go into the situation or find a walking friend at lunch who goes for a walk with them, sometimes we have to completely like take them out of the situation. Let's say that grocery shopping is a problem for them. Every time they go grocery shopping, they buy their, they, they go at the end of the day when they're stressed out, they're starving, they had a bad day at work, they walk into the grocery store and the first thing they see is the bakery. Right, this is very common. They go in with good intentions when they wake up in the morning, and then the end of the day, it's just ugh. So if we can just tell them, okay, well, you can't go to the grocery store after nine a.m., things change. They they're like, oh, let me try that for a week. How does that work? And then they might end up using like an online shopping cart, even that just delivers it to their house because the grocery they they continually put themselves in a situation that they feel is about willpower, but. they literally are putting themselves in a situation where it's just going to be really hard. Um, And so when we can change those situations, it makes it so much easier. And sometimes it's as simple as like, okay, for two weeks, I'll choose a grocery delivery service and problem solved. Look at that. Um, I've had people reroute their way home, because every time on their way home, they stopped at a certain place and got a certain thing. So we just rerouted them. So it's really just trying to find their lifestyle habit. But you know, you're right, it's this mindset change that has to, it has to happen. Um, we have to stop using food as our soother and our drug of choice. It never makes us feel better. Nobody ever regrets eating healthy either. Nobody ever regrets that.
0: Yeah, that's that's it's really important to um, kind of remember is that you can, you might in the moment feel a sense of relief or tuning out or checking out, but then after whatever the reason that drove you to eat, that that's still there. And you have to address your life. Like a lot of times it's really life lifestyle and, and you making those changes in your life so that you're not the reason, the root cause of the overeating or the, you know, that it's being addressed. So I really like the way you said that. And um I have one final question for you, and that is where can people find you and how can they learn more about Moxie Fitness? Sure. So you guys can go to
1: bemoxiefit.com, and that's B E M O X I F I T.com. And you can search for a location uh, anywhere in the US. We all do virtual coaching too. So if you don't find one in your area, you can look um, on the, you know, for you can actually just put in an inquiry and one of um, one of us from MoxieFit can get back and coach you virtually and we're doing great virtually. Um, so that part we're nailing down in case that's something that you need to do. Um, if you're local here in Gainesville, which is um, in Florida, just north of Orlando, um, we have a center here and um, it's called Impact Weight Management where we implement the Moxie Fit program. So if you're local to Gainesville, you can find us here. Uh, you can find me on social at real life with Rose, um, is my Instagram handle. Um, and they can of course follow Moxie fit, um, both on Instagram and on Facebook too.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Rose. And I really appreciate you for coming on the show today. Um, is there anything else you'd like to say about a new coach may be watching this, and they want to do all the things you're doing, they want to have clients, they want to get their clients great results, etc. Do you have any um, words of wisdom that you want to leave them with?
1: Yeah, I just don't be afraid to invest in yourself, reach out to people like Haley. Um, I think there are so many good resources out there. And early on, it's hard to want to put money into those sort of things and it is extremely great on your return on investment and so you know don't be afraid to invest a little bit in yourself and in your business and you may have to spend some money but it will come back tenfold i i truly believe that Um, and get out there and you know talk to everybody that you can talk be confident be bold about what you do have your elevator pitch nailed down you know so that you can just you know overtake the world with your elevator pitch, but use it. your resources that are out there. There's Haley, yes. and there's, there's just tons of great resources, but you're probably gonna have to pay for them and that's how you know you're getting good work, so don't mm-hmm. be afraid to do that.
0: That's right, y'all, and if you wanna get clear on your elevator pitch in particular, I have a free niche marketing training and Instagram bio checklist to help you set up a killer pitch in your Instagram bio. And that is available at H a i l e y r o w e haileyrow com. It's right at the top. You'll see a bar that says book your dream clients and you can sign up um, to get the free training and um, we'll put Rose's links in the show notes. If you go to haleyrow.com and just click on the blogs tab, you'll be able to see all the show notes from the show. And thank you so much, Rose. You're welcome. Thanks for having me and um, um, everyone have a great
1: weekend. Thank you.
0: Hey there, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. And if you liked it and wanna reserve your very own free sales audit, go to hayleyrowe.com slash strategy hyphen call to book your very own free sales audit. On the call, we'll talk more about the common concerns you get from your ideal clients, how to overcome those concerns, how to coach through objections, how to change your mindset around sales and improve your sales process so you can be closing and converting more clients. I can't wait to connect with you and go to hayleyrow.com slash strategy hyphen call to take the first step. Thanks so much. Have a good day.